Welcome to Buzzed with Brian. I am your host, Brian. We're going to talk about beer, the history, and drinking. Hey there, beer fans. Welcome back to another episode of Buzz with Brian. Thanks for checking in this week and every week. This week I have something very special. We are going to go over a festival that is taking place each year in the Midwest here, down in Chicago. It is the Festival of Wood and Barrel-Aged Beer. It is the 21st year in 2023, and it is coming up in just a week or so here. And joining me today from the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild, the Executive Director, Ray Stout. Ray, thank you so much for joining. Hey, man, I'm super excited to be here. Thanks for having me on. Of course, yeah. So, Ray, before we get into kind of the meat and potatoes of the episode, what's uh, just a quick tell tell the audience a little something about yourself and what you do for uh, the Festival of Wooden Barrel-Aged Beer? Sure. Uh, I'm the executive director of the Illinois Craft Brewers Guild, so we are the nonprofit trade organization that represents the 302 breweries in the state of Illinois. We mm-hmm. provide uh, advocacy, education, and promotion of the craft beer industry and the Festival of Wooden Barrel-Aged Beer is our marquee festival and uh, our largest fundraiser of the year. Definitely, and it is quite large. I think I saw there's going to be around 200 breweries in attendance this year. Yeah, annually we've been bringing in about uh, 200 breweries, bringing about 400 beers, so um, it's a pretty wide breadth of selections there. Yes, definitely. Tell us, before we get into the festival, uh, the history behind the festival, what's been your journey with beer? How did you end up in the position you're currently in? So um, I'm a home brewer by trade. Um, I mm-hmm. have run um, advocacy organizations both on the East Coast and the Midwest. And, you know, when I saw this position, I've been in this role for about three years now. And so um, I wasn't even looking for a job. I was on LinkedIn <laughs> looking for something else. And, sure. You know, and I was like, Illinois Craft Brewers Guild, what the heck is that? So I, mm-hmm. I looked at the job description. And I said, I could do that. I could do that. I've done that. <laughs> I'm just going to apply. There's no way I'm going to get this ridiculous job. And you know, three years later, here I am, um, you know, probably with, with one of the best best jobs in Illinois, to tell you the truth. That's awesome. Glad to hear that. It's all about uh, enjoying what you do. <laughs> it makes it a lot easier, I'll tell you that much. Mm-hmm. Beer helps also. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So speaking of the beer, this is the 21st year of uh, Fobab, and I was hoping maybe you could tell the audience just a little background history behind this festival. How did it all get started and, you know, grow to where it is today? It's such a cool story. So, you know, if we all think back 21 years ago where the craft beer industry was compared to where it is, it was really in in its infancy in a lot Mm -hmm. of different ways. And so, you know, we had a group of of brewers in the Chicagoland region um, led by Pete Crowley, who is the uh, owner operator of Haymarket Brewing, both on the west side of Chicago as well as um, in, in Michigan. And, you know, him and a bunch of brewers at the time said, wouldn't it be awesome if we had a barrel-aged beer festival? Yeah. <laughs> so um, the the first festival ever was held in the back of, of, of a small brewery at the time. Mm-hmm. It was it was held on, um, <laughs> believe it or not, it, it, was, it was held uh, thinking that people thought it was a joke. You know, sure. people thought, <laughs> like, hey, you know, barrel-aged beer what is this this is ridiculous and so you know pete reached out to a bunch of his different brewer friends in the region also you know brewers like sam adams which are which are pretty substantial craft breweries at the Mm -hmm. time you know sam adams sent a five gallon bucket of utopia wow and so people people were really interested to get this beer out there because it was a style of beer that that 
nobody has really heard of before. Mm-hmm. So it really kind of showcases kind of the experimental and both the experimental and the artistry of, of, of craft beer. And so, you know, when Pete reached out, you know, there was such a, a small handful of people that came out. Like I said, they thought they thought it was a joke um, because, you know, funny, funny thing, it was on April Fool's Day. And so, you know, not expecting much, but they had some one of the best experiences that, that they could imagine. And so, you know, from there, we've gone through multiple iterations. Now, you know, we're, 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 we're probably at the second biggest arena in the Chicagoland area at this point at the Credit Union One Arena. Definitely. Um, mm-hmm. You know, um, welcoming, you know, of about 6,000 people over the course of a couple of days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm glad that you kind of touched base on the location and the size, the magnitude of it. Um, maybe you could touch a little bit on like what is the you know the common fest goers experience these days? What can people expect? So um, we pride ourselves on throwing a beer fest that you know number one puts brewers first, but also number one puts patrons first. And so there's a lot of bad beer fests out there. You know, people people saw dollar signs and just kind of stood up beer fest and said, hey. You know, we have beer people show up and they'll pay money. It'll be fine. They'll like it. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we realize is that, you know, it really it really takes a lot of time and effort and attention to detail to throw a good fest. So, you know, the first thing I would say about kind of the experience is, number one, you'll get to try beers from across the country because we have brewers coming from almost 30 different states um, that you, you might never, ever try again. Definitely. Right. Mm-hmm. So barrel-aged beer um, is is usually a one-off, right? You know, it takes, you know, the certain temperature in that warehouse over a certain amount of time in that specific barrel mm-hmm. with that specific brew to reach a, a, a beverage that you're, you're never going to be able to experience again. So number one yeah. is that. But number two, you know, the worst thing I've experienced at beer festivals is just waiting in line for beer, right? <laughs> so we purposely... Um, Keep ticket sales down to make it an intimate experience. Mm-hmm. We use obviously a very big um, venue to make it feel like you know you're you're spaced out more because you know I've been to so many beer fests where you're just kind of jammed shoulder shoulder to shoulder with somebody you know trying to get access to some some hype beer. You know this is we really spread people out across the arena floor, the, the entire concourse, kind mm-hmm. of two lounges as well as an outside area where the Goose Island is going to be pouring all sorts of ridiculous variants of, <laughs> no. of very um, exciting so it's gonna be great <laughs> mm-hmm. well that's good to hear that the that you, you you know you spread it out you take consideration of uh, you know what the, the festival grounds look like for people and i, I agree with you fullheartedly I, I can't stand having to wait in a long long line just to get get a quick ounce of a beer <laughs> I know it's the worst and so you you won't have to wait at Foban, but if you do it, it won't be more than 30 seconds mm-hmm. we, we pride ourselves we have a great team of volunteers pouring beer and you know we're moving people around constantly to make sure folks aren't standing in the lines absolutely and then speaking of i guess what's available at the festival right certainly beer is a highlight but there are other craft beverages also that people can try correct yeah so um what we learned pretty quickly is that craft beer te- or uh, um uh, barrel aged beer tends to be pretty high in alcoholic volume and mm-hmm. so you know we wanted to pace people out a little bit and so you know, there's two what we're calling lounges. The first is is the lager lounge. So you're going to get more lower ABV lager selections. And there's 14 different breweries from across Illinois pouring some lower gravity lagers where you could kind of come, go and stand, find find a space, sit down for a little bit and have a little bit of a reprieve and refresh your palate. <laughs> yes. But even, even on top of that, um, you know, Revolution Brewing is going to be hosting an NA lounge with their new hop water, which is 
freaking delicious. Nice. And <laughs> so it gives people a chance to not only try, you know, a brand new segment of craft beer because you know some people have seen them in the stores i know mm -hmm. sometimes those prices are a little scary and people are hesitant to try them so you know this is this is an opportunity to try you know a product that's a really emerging product in the craft beer industry um brewed by you know one of the best brewers in, in chicago so it's going to be a pretty cool experience to try that as well definitely and i'm, I'm here for hop water i uh, i look forward to, I, I get excited when i see it breweries it's like oh it's nice i can take a little bit of a break i can still have something in my hand have like the the social aspect of being around others and drinking something that's very tasty but you know i can take a little break from uh having something boozy and alcohol <laughs> yeah hey, I, I hear you let's 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 go down the hop water kind of tangent for five seconds yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the way the way that i really really love it is that you know you're at a brewery you know, you're drinking, you're having, you had a couple of beers and you're like, Hey, I need to take a break, but I don't want to just drink something, just drink water or soda. Mm -hmm. You know, it, you, you have a very similar sensory experience because the hop resins or oils are extract or whatever they use, you know, so you're enjoying a delicious cold beverage and you're kind of resetting your body. Right. And so I, it's, it's just become a, a good kind of stopgap for me. Um, when I'm out and about, I'm hanging out at breweries. Yeah, definitely. I full-heartedly agree with you. <laughs> um, well, Ray, the one thing we haven't touched on here, I mean, you, you've talked about the festival background a little bit. You've talked about, you know, the experience that a fan goer, fest goer can uh, expect. But what about the competition? That's another big highlight of, uh, of FOBOP. Yeah, I, w I will say is that, um, you know, it is it is competition. It's a competition first, probably for a lot of the brewers and a festival second. And so, we have judges coming from across the country to uh, judge our uh, the barrel aged beers across mm -hmm. twelve different styles. You know, people always think about oh, you know, it's barrel aged beer; it's going to be strong, sticky stout or porter. But that's <laughs> but there's so many different other variants that our brewers are putting into barrels, from pale ales to lagers to barley wines mm -hmm. to Brett beer to fruit beer to experimental beer. Um, wild beer, you know, there's just so many, um, so many different options out there. Mm -hmm. And what's, that's, what's really cool about a place like Fobab too, is that, you know, all these beers, if you went and bought them retail or bought them from a brewery, you're paying 20 to $30 for a bottle of these beers, Absolutely. right? Without, with, mm -hmm. Sometimes without even trying them, right? right? Because some of the really, really limited release stuff is not necessarily even going to be on tap. Mm -hmm. So this is your opportunity to try you know, up to, up to 400 beers of beer that, you know, that you maybe you fall in love with and you fall in love with a new style because there's not a lot of festivals out there are pouring wild beer bread, right? Mm -hmm. There's not a lot of festivals out there pouring beer with uh, mixed cultures. And so it's, it's just an opportunity to try, you know, really awesome emerging styles of craft beer that are really under highlighted in other kind of festivals and even in the retail space. Definitely. Yeah, I full heartedly agree there. Um, I, I, I sometimes take a leap of faith on a 20 to $30 bottle of something that I've never had before, but it's nice to have this experience where you can kind of, especially if these are new to you styles and things you've never tried before, I'd be like, oh, actually, I, I do like that. I would maybe go for that, you know, at a later date. That, that's exactly right, you know, and, and you know, some, some of it you're like, no, I'm good with two ounces, but you've learned, right? Mm -hmm. You've experienced, and you know, uh, 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 a really cool thing we introduced for the first time last year were barrel aged lagers, those were delicious. Mm -hmm. Um, we also have cider, meads, and perries, and so barrel aged ciders, meads, and perries were are, are things that probably most of your listeners have never even heard of or, or experienced. So, you know, it's an opportunity to try those out and, and really 
and really take in, you know, both the artistry and the science that that is going into these beers. Absolutely. And actually, I'm glad that you brought up the Perry. That is a pear version of cider, right? Is that like that's the, exactly yeah, right. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, that's a term that I've not, I mean, everyone says like, oh, it's a pear cider, but that, it has an actual name. It's a Perry. Yeah. It's a Perry. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Uh, and then with the, I guess there's 12 different categories that will receive medals and the competition yep. winners will be announced on the Saturday session. Yeah. So, um, you know, FOBAB is two days. It's, it's Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. So the dates are, dates are going to be November 3rd and November 4th. Yep. So the Friday session, um, tends to be a, a, a little, a little chiller. There's fewer people there. So, you know, if you're not into really caring about who wins the medal or who doesn't, you just want to experience FOBAB, Friday's probably the day for you. Mm-hmm. Um, Saturday tends to be a, a little more busy. <laughs> I would say not, not by any means stay away from Saturday, but it, it tends to be a little more busy because there is competition announcements that day. So we do the awards on Saturday. And so uh, we do gold, silver, and bronze across all 12 styles. And mm-hmm. then we do uh, the best, the best in show category as well for the best overall beer. And, you know, the judges we have are, are have pretty sophisticated palates. They come from all over the country. They judge at the Great American Beer Festival, the yeah. World Beer Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but what I really love about the FOBAB kind of judging rubric is that, you know, while a lot of times the, the, the beer that's the most stylistically correct wins at, at those other large festivals, you know, um, stylistic correctness for wild beer with mixed culture with acidic fruit is kind of out there. Right. So yeah. it ends up being where some of these subcategories, like what beer is really freaking delicious. Mm-hmm. And so, <laughs> so it's, it's a really, it's a, re- it's a really cool kind of beer drinkers festival because, you know, the average craft beer drinker doesn't care if, 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 you know, something is a little overly, overly hopped or overly dry compared to the style rubric. They care if it's delicious or not. So that's mm-hmm. what makes that really cool. Definitely. And I'm, I'm glad that you spoke to, you know, the at different festivals, you know, whether it's GABF or World Beer Cup. Sure, they're judging to the exact specifications of that style of beer. But with with barrel aged beer, I mean, there's that's the magic. That's kind of the art. Yeah. Like it's, you know, you could get anything out of that and it doesn't necessarily have to fit in this neat little box anymore. That's a, it's it's definitely a different experience. Absolutely. And, it, and I think that's why the brewers like it, you know, because it gives them more freedom to create, you know, and, 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 and it really is, you know, magic and art because, you know, a lot of times they're, they're tasting barrels and they're blending barrels and they're adding adjuncts <laughs> and, you know, right. it's just trying to get to something that is really delicious because, you know, putting, putting, you know, five gallons, 10 gallons, 20 gallons, 30 gallons of beer in a barrel is, 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 is scary, especially some of these higher uh, gravity beers because it mm-hmm. takes a lot of time, it takes a lot of money. Definitely. And so you know, brewers are fully invested in, in making sure their best best products are, are brought to FOBAB. And, you know, and every once in a while we'll have a brewer change um, at the last second because they're like, hey, I didn't I, I didn't like that beer. Right. Mm-hmm. And so that's another really cool thing about FOBAB is that, you know, brewers are really tasting through these things and they want to bring their best of their best of their best. Yes. And brewers mm-hmm. would rather not show up than bring a product that they're not happy with mm-hmm. because a, a win at FOBAB really has put breweries on the map, especially some of these smaller, uh, smaller regional brewers. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, for them to win uh, a best in show or a best, best stout porter, um, you know, it really, it really puts a giant gold star on the back, on the back of their brewery that people go out and seek these beers out after the festival. So it's been a, a really good opportunity for, for smaller local regional breweries to, to really showcase their products in a way that, 
they're unable to do elsewhere elsewhere absolutely i really appreciate that you spoke on that ray um you know the, the meaning and how what that means to a brewer uh to get a medal and i think fobab certainly is a very prestigious festival and um there's a lot of weight that carries with uh, having a win that's that's really nice that you spoke to that yeah no absolutely and like and, and it is it is no joke you'll i talk to brewers that win win fobab medals and you know the ensuing months or weeks or you know even the year after that you know people are coming out looking looking for that beer and mm -hmm. you know um we're doing we're we're doing great barrel aged beer here in the midwest and so Definitely. i think between between lagers and barrel aged beers you know they're they're the two styles that we are doing um probably better than most of most of the other the rest of the country at this point mm-hmm so for you personally, out of the 12 different categories that the, the competition kind of contains, is there one that really stands out for you that you really enjoy on a personal note? You know, I, I enjoy I enjoy exploring and trying mm -hmm. new things. But, you know, I am I am a, a classic by heart. And so, you know, that strong order and stout coming out <laughs> of with, you know, chocolate notes that it's just sticky and delicious and kind of getting you ready for winter mm -hmm. um, is, is a perfect beer for me. And, and you know, like I, I said this the other day to somebody is that we are in like my favorite time of year for craft beer, yes. especially in the Midwest, <laughs> right? You mm -hmm. know, we still have some of those lighter summer lagers kicking around. People are getting through their Oktoberfest. There's Martins, there's Fest beers, which are amazing. Schwartz beers are coming back, which is mm -hmm. my favorite style of beer. I'm a big and, fan know, of people, a black lager. Oh, yes. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> uh -huh. And people are just starting to get into their barrel programs where people are doing barrel drops. So you have, you know, the best of the best of the best across summer, fall, and winter, you know, still kicking around. And it's it's just so cool. But if I was, if you were going to put a bunch of barrel aged beers in front of me and say, "Hey, pick one," I'd I'd, I'd pick a, a a stout, a barrel aged stout, just because they are freaking delicious. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, and I think uh, looking at the categories, the thing that I'm probably looking more looking the most forward to seeking out, though, that's not a barrel aged stout, is the barley wine. I've been really getting into barley wine the last year, and I'm excited to just have a whole bunch of you know diverse uh, from all over the place barley wines to try. <laughs> Yeah, the barley wines are great. Um, last year, uh, I tried a couple of lagers uh, aged in tequila barrels, oh. which were phenomenal. Okay. Um, and so, you know, I I would say, you know, it's easy to kind of fall in love with one style, but, you know, make the rounds. Mm -hmm. you know, I'd try, try at least one of each style of beer because you don't know what you're missing out on until, until you try it. Absolutely. Well said. Um, and then I guess my last question from like the festival perspective was, you know, do you have any advice? Is that, is that your advice to a first timer? Like just go try things that you normally wouldn't. Yeah, no, I would say, uh, try things you normally wouldn't, but mm -hmm. you know, more importantly, come, come with a plan, right? Yes. There's, there's 400 beers you could try, right? <laughs> so and before the festival, we're going to announce, uh, we're, we're going to announce the beers mm -hmm. and we're going to give descriptions. So it's, it, it if you're gonna come, do a little research. Mm -hmm. um, try all try all the beers. Go check out Goose Island outside because they're gonna be rotating beast, uh, Bourbon County floors. So you know, once every hour, take a trip outside. Yeah. Um, ch check out check out the hop water. Check out the lager lounge, and most importantly, hydrate. Yes. Hobat <laughs> is a marathon. It is not a sprint, right? Mm -hmm. And so you know, don't play how many beers can I drink in five minutes because um, it's just gonna lead you to ruin your day and ruin the next day for you. Yes. <laughs> and so, you know, take your time and experience it because, you know, these beers 
are, are made to, to, to sip, you know, it, and really kind of showcase all the artistry that goes into it and, and take your time, you know, and, 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 and take it in, smell it, and sip it and think about it. Um, and if you don't like it, dump it out and try something else, right? Don't mm-hmm. feel obligated to, to drink all the beers in the festival. For sure. I'm glad that you said that. That was a, a mistake I made uh, during my first festival, beer festival I attended. It was the great taste here in Madison. And oh, yeah. um, I didn't realize that like it's not frowned upon to, to pour out a beer if you don't want it. So <laughs> it, it's a tasting. It's a tasting, right? Yeah. So taste, mm-hmm. taste away. Yeah. And, it, and like I said, if, if, you, if you don't love it, you know, move, move on to something else. Try a different style. Try a different brewer mm-hmm. um, because everybody's doing something a little funky and a little unique. Definitely. Well, if if you haven't already, audience listening, if you haven't already checked out Fobab and you're thinking about making a planned trip to Chicago on November 3rd and 4th, um, Ray, where can they get tickets? How, how can people attend the festival? Yeah, so if you go to Fobab.com, so mm-hmm. F-O-B-A-B.com, and tickets are still available for Friday, November 3rd, okay. or Saturday, November 4th, um, you know, pl- make a weekend out of it. Chicago is beautiful this time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, plenty of public, op- uh, public transit options to get to the arena. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's parking for those who drive. Um, but you know, Uber Lyft pickups, the blue, the, the CTA blue line is just down the street. Um, and so there's plenty of ways to get there safely and get home safely. Perfect. That's what we like to hear. <laughs> well, Ray, thank you so much for your time this morning. I really, really appreciate it. And I'm excited to get down there myself in a week or here or so and, and experience it. Well, I'm excited for you to get down here, Brian, and all your listeners, because it's going to be one heck of a cool experience. Definitely. (laughs) Well, that wraps things up here for us today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Um, Thank you again, Ray, for your time. If you haven't already checked out Fobab, I encourage you all to do that. You know, check out their website, check out their social media. Um, I'll make a post about this episode, of course, like I do with all my episodes. And if you're going to come down to Fobab, come say hi. All right. Well, that does it for us here. And I can't wait to get back on the mic again and enjoy another beer or two. Ray, cheers, beers. Hey, thanks so much.